Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 119. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. 119 episodes. I'm losing my mind, kind of. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys know the deal. We're 119 <laughs> episodes in. If I, I always say this in case someone has, has hopped on and this is their first episode. If it is your first episode, I apologize in advance. Uh, always for the However, intro. However, <laughs> what's Real Talk? Guys, listen, it's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Just two guys yes, sir. That, that, you know, love God and uh, love Jesus. Same person. Um, and just like to talk about and think about things about life. You That's know, right, man. Both of us, um, in case you are new, didn't grow up in the church. Wish we had in a lot of ways. But I think one of the benefits of that Truth. is, you know, we're not. A, we're, we're trying to figure this all out. So we're at different stages in that. In That's that right. Journey. I've been there longer. He's up you know, joining a little later, but the bottom line is that's where we're at. And, um, man, we're just, that's what, we're, that's what this is all about. Asking those questions and, and thinking about things in life and also taking a look at like real life. That's right, man. And, and what is, you know, what does that look like? How does it all fit together? That's right. And to give you guys an opportunity to ask those questions that might be, you might be scared to ask or talk about maybe in church or with your pastor or friends, because maybe they're, um, I don't know, a little, what is the word I'm looking for? Intimate or maybe uncomfortable. Risque. Risque or awkward. Well, we do, you know, you can do that completely anonymously here using a link uh, that's somewhere where you're either listening or watching this video at www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. That's R-E-A-L. If you click that, www. He talked right over the last part. <laughs> www. There he goes again. www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. That's R-E-A-L dash talk. Click it, go down to submit a question, type it in, hit submit, and your question goes into our database completely anonymously um, if you end up enjoying this we're going to say it now and at the end please take a second and give this a rating particularly if you're listening on apple podcast yep apple podcast uh, you know some of the people are like it's impossible to leave one on an android that is not true the, oh yeah you're There's letting the be android way. beat you so um as far as other podcast you. players because i know that we are on podcast players oh that yeah are on android. it's far so and wide even if it's not apple podcast go to a different one and you know leave us a review we really appreciate yes, it yes please that's it. That is it. Or like and share if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, etc. That's right. <laughs> so that was good stuff. A lot going on um, here lately. So one of the biggest things going on in our life right now, you and me both, Funter and Clint's a part of this as well, mm -hmm. is we are really week and a half, week, full week in to our Lionheart program here, That's right. here at our church that we go to. Together. The Second Crusade. Second Crusade. You know, Crusades got a bad rap. They weren't all bad. As far as, like, history? Like yeah. Like, what a crusade is? Yeah. The idea of a crusade is a, is a good thing. Anyway, people, some historians are be like, they did atrocities. Well, of course. I didn't say they did atrocities. Things, but the idea of, like, you know, the idea of going on a quest for God is, is cool. Anyway. Absolutely. We're in the middle of that. And um, so if, if you are local in the area and you know us personally or whatever, you may see us holding these big gold coins. Yeah. I got mine in my pocket. Do you? No. Do mine you owe is, me a drink? Yeah, I do owe him a drink. <laughs> ah, Funturn's got his. Nice. Cannot wait to give him a drink. I'll take a water. <sighs> take anyway, a water. Okay. Uh, these coins um, kind of symbolize and or as a reminder um, of what we're trying to That's do. That's right. What it's all about. So what is Lionheart? The best way I can put it, man, is it's it's men's group on steroids. That's what I say. It's yes, it's, it's we call it a group that 
you can be completely transparent and be faced with ruthless accountability and radical grace. That's right. And, um, you know, we've had guys confess some crazy things. I like that a lot. And in doing that, thanks. Um, and doing that is where real freedom comes from. And a lot of times we're afraid to share the darkest things that we're wrestling with mm-hmm. right, in life, because even in the church today, because you're going to get judged or whatever. Well, here's the problem. If we're not in a safe place to share those, then we'll never beat it. Uh, nope, never. And so we have had guys, um, you know, we can't talk specifics, but I'm telling you, we've had guys share some real addictions. Yes. We've had guys share some earth-shattering things um, in the previous crusade, particularly about marriages and just battles and struggles they're in. And, That's right, uh, man. And we've had victory, too. We had people um, overcome some real things. So it's, yes. a, it's a big deal to graduate line. It is a big deal, yes. And like and this, you said, it's just it's radical grace, man, and just ruthless accountability. I love that. And that's why it's been so hard to graduate. It is, yeah. And it's going to be harder this time. We've gotten yes. even more. So um, well, t- so for me, like him and I both, we were just talking about it actually with Fun Turn 2 before we went on today. Um, it's hard, man. Yes. You know, it's hard to it's hard to change the idea that like, yes, you're gonna be pushed sometimes make each other mad sometimes and rub, rub against each other's rough spots. But yeah. with the goal of smoothing those out and sharpening each other and overcoming, you know, bad habits and traits and becoming better men. Yeah, you know, man. Becoming men, just better men. Lionheart is about making better men. Absolutely. And I like what you or said. Making men better. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said, you know, because I feel like when we, when we, I think Iron Shyburns are, Iron <laughs> well, Shyburns are yes, yeah. I think that has become kind of a Christianese term yeah. because I think people don't actually fully understand, like they don't put in their minds what that actually looks like. When you think of what, like how Iron Sharpens Iron, it's it's rough, it's edgy, yeah. it's very, you know, it takes a whole lot of work and, and you know, a lot of friction uh-huh. and, you know, and that's what it's all about, man. Well, one of our good friends, uh, Jim, he's a yeah. pastor at another church, you know, he says, he says it a lot. Um, I smile when I think about because he said it numerous times, and I'd never really heard the phrase. Probably again because I'm just not to date. But he said, you know, when iron sharpens iron, and when two godly men come there, watch the sparks fly. Meaning, yeah. like, hey, it's going to sometimes cause some friction, but it's, that's a, right. it's a good thing. That's right, man. Um, so that's what that reminds me of. Mm. So we're in the midst of that. Um, so there's like these group challenges that we all have to do each yep. month. It's a six month program. Group challenges, and then there's daily challenges we have to do every day. I every mean, single day. It takes time. Um, and already, I mean, we're at, we're about a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a, a, we call it the gathering monthly with the all gathering. the guys. Right. And then we have our weekly one that with our individual groups. That's right. So we just had our first week of individual men's group meetings. And, uh, so the challenges are like the accountability is here now. And That's already, right. you know, there's been some push, man. Certainly in my group a little bit, the guys are awesome, but they, no, none of us like to be pushed. It's true. Um, you you know you kind of get those defenses put up, you know, because you you don't. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's something that's not very prominent in today's culture, mm-hmm. and I think we get used to that, I and mean, we forget that it's actually good for us. So yeah. we, we automatically go ah, put up, put up a fence there. It's good. You're right. You're you're completely right. Right on. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get that out there that you know you and I both are kind of in that, and yeah, man, it's. Um, and it's an honor, you know. I know. I remember the first time when we, the first crusade we did, and you know, you guys picked me to be one of the leaders. I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, you know, just coming through in the second crusade and being a part of, you know, being part of the, you know, just facilitation of it and trying to, you know, push others while also being pushed myself. And oh man, it's just an honor. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And there's already been opposition. You know, every time we do this, 
Um, those that aren't believer Christians that are watching this may kind of think this is a little hokey because you're not used to this. But, you know, there's more to this life than the things we see. The Bible says that, you know, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, spirits of this you know, dark realm, essentially. That there are There's a spiritual aspect to stuff. And, you know, the enemy, we all have an enemy, doesn't want men to be what God's called us to be. That's right. And so we got to, you know, be prayed up and, and in the word and just united together. Um, Amen, It's kind dude, of crazy how much we've all kind of gone through the same things already. Yes. So trying to attack us where he knows he can try to. Mm-hmm. Or to get us to run and quit and all those mm-hmm. things. So anyway, that's that's kind of been a overall place you and I have been. Yeah. But yep. uh, we haven't done this in a while. And maybe you got nothing. That's okay. Because we got mm-hmm. some good questions today. How are you, man? Uh, how, how's life been? I think that life for me has been very revealing lately. That's mm-hmm. a word that comes to my mind. Now, when I say revealing, that doesn't mean it's the end all be all. I know exactly what's happening. That's not what I mean, because when I have things revealed to me, I still have a lot of questions. You know, I've been have I've been asking. I actually was asking you a couple of questions yesterday, just about like life and like mm. the day to day, and like what does following Jesus really look like every single day? Because we, when we take up the faith and we claim to be Christians, we're saying that we're going to follow Jesus every day, take up that cross, die to self, but we don't. And mm. so I guess in the midst of of no like realizing that I know that I don't I don't pick up my cross every day, you know, I have to have others help me pick that up, but I don't always ask for that help and all this stuff. I don't know, man. It just made me think about like what does it really look like to follow him every day? And, you know, I know I've discussed on the show many times the idea of time and how it can scare me of how fast it goes, mm-hmm. you know. And we used to have a, a little life group that we used to do called EDGE, um, and it stood for, uh, what do you call those when it stands for Acronym? Something? There you go. It's an acronym for every day give everything. And, you know, that kind of hit my you know, hit my brain yesterday. Of like, you know, every day give everything. What does that look like to give everything every day? And I was like, <laughs> you know, what what is that? And I think we just, at least for me personally, with my own life, I'm either A, just so scattered that I don't even think about those things, or B, I am so like, I'm like, oh man, I'm intent on trying to live this out that I realize all the options of how to live it out that I go, whoa, and either way I'm freezing, you know, it's like, it's the same solution either way, like whichever way it's coming in, um, so with that being said, you know, I think that God's been very, very revealing to me lately, you know, because one thing, and I'll be honest, like in my Lineheart group, one thing I, I spoke about for my own life was one of the questions that we asked was like, you know, what is God telling you about these things you're struggling with? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. And a lot of the time I think, you know, people can say, man, I didn't you know God told me this. And I think a lot of time, man, I don't know if I hear what God has to say to me a lot of the time. And I don't know if that's just because I have my volume knob so up so high and my brain is so scattered or if I just, I don't know, man, I'm not listening. And so that was just really convicting. And, you know, I think everyone goes through. There's a reason that that God directs us to be in community, because sometimes we don't know and we need to be, you know, it's not always when God speaks to us that it's some through some sort of audible or inaudible voice in our head. Mm-hmm. He speaks to us through his word. We know that the word of God. And Which also is really convicting, th- by yeah, the way. Yeah, and to also, read. <laughs> also through each other and the questions we ask. And so, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad place, man. 
Um, because even in them asking you that question, what's God teaching you is, is it, is God speaking to you, right? It's, you know, are you paying attention? You know, what are you learning from his word? And, um, and maybe it's that, man, you know, like you said, maybe you, I know a big struggle for you is being on autopilot a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that's really cool for you to share though, for people to hear that, Hey, that's, that's this journey. Sometimes I think sometimes believers, we all can get really discouraged when we feel like we're not feeling or hearing God. Mm-hmm. Because it's an incredible thing when you have those moments where yes. you feel like you are. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, even that can become idolatry because you start seeking the experience more than seeking God. That's, oh, that's so good. I was about that's to say that. Involved. Yes. You're, you're, you're seeking that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah, that's not what it's supposed to be like. So, yeah, man, I appreciate that. You know, I think that I, because there's been times where I, because of that, I can get discouraged. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I'm not doing something right. But, you know, a lot of the time, and I know we've had discussions about this before, like, just because in your in your head you know the truth doesn't mean you always feel that, and Amen. so often the feeling you you know can overcome the knowledge. And mm-hmm. well, so, feelings are powerful. Yes. So I think that um, for me, it's, I'm just in a revealing time. You know, I've been doing my best, and I think this has all been sparked from my heart. By the way, you know, I think my my eyes have been open a lot more than they have been lately, and I've been able to process a little more of you know my past hurts, my, you know, my insecurities, um, being able to realize that I do have thoughts. I just have to like pinpoint them. Mm. You know, I, I do have moments of where, you know what? Like I, I did feel something there. I just decided to just let it pass and not, and try to ignore it, you know? So it's been really good, man. You know, I think that I've, I've been convicted in a lot of ways by Lionheart already in just its first week and I'm looking for, and I mean this, I am truly looking forward to my growth with everyone I'm in a group with and just being able to come together, you know, because I think this is going to be an adventure. I think this is going to be something that changes me um, because I know how easy it is personally to fall into your old patterns, to fall into just the day-to-day autopilot, like you said, which is something I struggle with. So I think this is going to help rip me out of that. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just excited, you know. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's how that's I'm awesome, doing. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you're speaking for a lot of people, too, in, in some of the things you shared, which is good. So if you're out there and you relate to what AJ said, you know, feel free to drop that in the comments below or, uh, you know, let us know your thoughts on it. Absolutely. And there's probably a couple other things that, we, that I could go into, but – I can't really think of them right now. So. <laughs> There's but, something I'm going to, but I don't know what it is. I can't, because <laughs> I know I had some really good conversations this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember that one from yesterday, and I think we had a couple other ones. I just can't think of what they yeah, are. Yeah, that was in the middle of us running. Yeah. yeah. In the rest period between running. Uh-huh. We Which started is... doing Purdue University football team summer conditioning. Program, yes, we have. You can find anything on the internet. Uh-huh. I am dreading, dreading today. Uh, because yesterday was like, yeah, it was kind of hard, but it's more of a speed day. Yes. Today is conditioning. And I, I haven't told you this, man. I keep talking about it to not feel nervous about it. Because I feel like I used to when I played football, when you know you're about to do conditioning drills, and, and you're like, this is miserable. Yep. Because it's not going to be fun. No, absolutely not. I'm, um, I'm not looking forward to it. And I already told myself last night I was giving myself an out. Uh, I mean, like not giving myself an out. It's like, you know, it's going to rain tomorrow. I better have no. I'm, I will literally do this in the rain because it's the only way. If I skip today, 
That's right. It's over. We're talking about doing hard things, man. This is a hard thing. I'm literally nervous. Yeah. Yes. We're considering trying to get Funturn to come with us, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's glaring at me right now, like dreading this concept. He's slowly, creepily nodding at me. In short, we're running 1,600 yards. Yeah, which doesn't sound like a lot until you understand that that is a full football field 16 times. Yes, running 16 football fields. Yeah, so. Sprinting. Yeah, well. Kind of. It'll be, it will be our, all of our effort, but by by the end, I'm sure it will not be a speedy, a speedy jaunt. Yeah. So, hey, kudos to Purdue football players. Hey. Yeah, you guys guys go hard. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, man? That had nothing to do with what we're saying. Um, <laughs> so, weird, weird thing. I'll share this in case some of you guys ever go through this kind of stuff. So, the past three weeks, I, I made this um, kind of deal with myself. Okay. Where I have decided to hold God to his promises. Right. I mean, meaning like, or believe him. That's a better way to put it. Like I can make him, but believe him <laughs> yeah. and trust his promises and, and, and be radical. And kind of when we talk about Christianity, you know, sometimes we make Christianity so normal when it's literally not normal. We are saying that a God man died on the cross and rose from the dead and is living and is someday going to come back and judge humanity and remake things. And that we are saved by his sacrifice in the place of us. Right. For That's what we say we believe. But then we get weird and like, well, you know. You can't really follow him. So I've kind of been envisioning almost that every day I'm genuinely following Jesus. Like, I, like I'm Peter, one of the guys yeah. following him, one of the disciples. And it's been, it was really cool for a while because it made my faith a lot more alive, which made yeah. me more positive, made me more like, I, I told our friend Tim the other day, I was like, man, it feels like I'm on an adventure. Um, people noticed, apparently. I had several people be, they didn't know this. I told them after, like, man, I've noticed a difference in you the last several few weeks. And that's probably because like, I had crazy things happen again um, where I told you I had met with, I didn't even connect him at the time. I got, it was almost like I'm walking along following Jesus and I'm running into the people he's running into. Yes. And I can't, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, the person that pulled, I listen, don't, it's about to crash here in a second. (laughs) So that, you know, that's where I've been. And, And honestly, talking about hearing from God, when I preach, I'm so reliant on him because I am not, I'm just not good enough on my own. Um, so I rely on that, you know, and, and God has been so good to me. And there is it in in giving me what he wants me to say most of the time, right? And um, because it's scary. And I anyone that we've talked about this before, anyone that sees me in our service knows that I'm praying almost the whole time of worship. Yes. Because I'm trying to be like, God, I'm feeling, you know, I get this thought of like, I'm about to walk off a plank. And if he lets go, I'm going to fall. But if he doesn't, I'm going to walk on water, right? For life. Stepping out of the boat. Yeah. So. Beautiful. A couple weeks ago, you know, he answered and it was exciting. Well, Sunday rolls around and like, and I, I was still in a positive place. I was excited. I think the service went pretty well. Pretty well. I had a little discouragement and then after it, dude, right after it, I even made the joke about, I don't say it's a good day because every time I do something happens and I had started to say that. <laughs> yep. And I, I remember I, was, I made a joke about it and then everything crashed and I started feeling or having these thoughts, not really feelings, having these thoughts, these negative thoughts of just you know, who do you think you are? And you know, these, a lot of bad things have been happening in personal life, just with relationships and I've been dealing with tough situations and dealing with sinful things. And, and someone's always upset and, you know, that's normal. And I just started feeling the weight of it all, man. And, and it's like the world was crashing on me. And, and I kept having this thought that like, 
who are you? You were literally believing in make-believe. Who? I can't believe you thought this was going to be real and that you thought you were going to... I had those kind of thoughts, man. That, you know, you were walking with Jesus. That's so ridiculous. Like, look at your life. Look at what you are. And, um, and I talked to you guys about this Sunday night. Yep, I remember. And it was a really, like, discouraging thing. And now it felt different because... I didn't feel emotional about it, which almost scared me. I even had this thought of, like, you should just quit and go be a cop, you know? I, and I came up with this entire plan, why it would be okay and why it would make sense and why everybody would be happy, genuinely. And not like the, oh, the world would be happier without me, but a very intellectual, like, things will be better if I do this for everyone. Yeah. You know, you're the reason that you guys aren't getting to hear and all these kinds of things. Um, and you guys were awesome and just kind of sat with me and prayed and spoke with me and stuff. So I really appreciate that. But I still was in I that love place. you, man. Thank you. So I was in that place. And I even told, you know, our friend Tim, I kind of shared with him. He's another leader and elder at our church. And he said something interesting in the midst of it. And yesterday was no, no better. So that was Sunday night into Monday. Um, and again, I wasn't emotional. So I was kind of describing that to him. And he said something interesting, I thought. He said, sounds like this might be a better thing for you because you're in a better spiritual place. So yes, you're having these thoughts, but they're not coming with the, the overwhelming feelings. Like you're able to see them what they are that is interesting which is true because i was viewing it as a negative thing like oh my gosh even though i don't feel this way it's almost scarier that i'm intellectually going well this makes sense and um if you've never experienced this it's going to sound like an insane person talk <laughs> but that's kind of where i've been man and and it's hard it's really hard for me because i probably am naturally a half glass what was it glass half, half, half empty no glass half empty not half glass empty oh my bad <laughs> Classic me. Glass half empty kind of guy. And in my mind, I always say it's because I'm preparing for the worst so that when, the, you know, I'm ready for it. But, you know, it's a self-protection thing. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't believe in I believe everything I say for other people, but it's harder for me. So, you know, I'm starting to see all that negativity. And um, Anyway, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, out of it, like, woo-hoo. But, but I definitely understand, coming back to Lionheart even, that this is just... For those of you out there that are struggling sometimes, for those of you right now and you're, that are believers, but you're in that place too of like, what's the point of this? And, and all you can, you know, someone even mentioned, I don't know if it was in my line or our, one of our men's groups, it was so honest, like, I do all the right things, what's the point? Because nothing good comes of it. And that's so real, right? Yeah. You know, in fact, one of our good friends, I'm not going to say his name, but he said this Friday night, I remember this, I don't know if you guys remember, around a fire, and he said, you know, I did the right thing for so long and all I got was mocked with no friends and, you know, didn't get anywhere. So he's like, I wanted to just start doing what got people worldly success because it right. seemed to work better. And there's some temptation to that, man. I mean, this all is heavy and it all doesn't feel real sometimes, feel real. And there's a lot of things about Christianity, the religion that's stupid and heavy and, um, you know, ugly and all of these things. And yet... Following God is the only place where real life is. You know, everything else is just a distraction. So be encouraged that if you are in that place where you feel like life is hard and you feel like, quote, bad things keep happening, you know, the Bible says that. Count it as pure joy when you're tested by every trial because you're participating in the sufferings of Christ, paraphrasing, right? And your yes. faith is being tested and tempered. And uh, I, I don't know why that is, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say that if there wasn't an easier way, I wouldn't choose it. But right. God is still faithful. 
And I'm, in the, I'm not on the other side of that yet. I'm saying that is what I'm telling myself to get through, right? God is still faithful. And one of the best things I tried to do when I'm in a good place is to remember all the times he has been faithful. That's right. You know, in the past. So I don't know. If, if, if it's your first episode, all this is going to sound crazy. But, you know, I guess if I were to wrap it up, life is going to suck sometimes. And it's going to be ugly. And it's going to feel heavy. And people are mean and cruel. And it seems like no matter what you do, you can't get ahead. That is all, like, real. And people, you know, some of you are dealing with stuff that I can't even imagine. But I'll tell you this much. Sometimes in the midst of all that is Christianity proves itself to be even true. Because unlike some religions man-made things where they tell you that if you do this, you'll get what you want. Jesus said there are going to be trials, that this world is, is, is a little rotten. But don't worry because I got this and I got you and I have good for you somehow. You know, and really I, good, dude. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. And, and again, just sharing where I'm at. In the yeah. Moment. Well, and man, it's so hard. I like that you brought up like there's going to be trials because it's, it's actually something we talked about Sunday was, you know, Paul going through with, you know, with everybody else. And they're going through these towns preaching the gospel and they get beat up. Yeah. Literally yeah, beat you up. brought that up to me. And, and he'd say, like, count it all to joy. Like they would literally be celebrating, dusting themselves off after getting beat up, going to the next town, going, hey, we told the truth. You know, I'm like, man. The yeah, f- almost like living it out. And getting opposition is almost um, confirmation that you're really following. Exactly. And, and so it makes me, and that's, I think that's why we've said so many times that living a, a life that is truly a life of faith is uncomfortable mm. because everything that Jesus says is true. And that means they will hate you for who you are. And like you said, there will be opposition. And if you're living your life and you have zero opposition from anyone, like, how much are you actually living it out? I don't think you are, mm. which is convicting to me also. So I'm with you if you're out there and you feel like you're just living dull mm. and you're just kind of blending in. Because mm. I can, I go through periods of that myself. And Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, man. The other thing with that, you just reminded me by saying it, so I'm glad you, you shared that, mm-hmm. is I've also been, and this one's scary, so I'm going to say this right now for those out there, but it's real. I have been faced with, the, the fact that, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to combat sin, and it's because God told me to, and I'm not going to do these things because God told me to, not because they're not fun and all that. And you're, and sin can be fun, right? Let's just be real. Absolutely. But I'm telling you right now, this week, not just in my own life, though some, but seen in other people's lives, the effects of sin. You know, if you're out there, you're like, here he goes again. I'm not a Christian, but this is he talking about sin. Listen, sin is just disobedience to God, not doing what he said. God knows best. And when we don't do what God tells us to do and do what God told us not to do, there are consequences. And this, the yes. last few days, I've seen it in other people's lives, the brokenness, the hurt. And I even talked to you guys about this, how this is not what, this is not what it's supposed to look like. And sin leads to death, bottom line, right? Not always physical. And as a believer, we won't face the spiritual aspects of death, right? Meaning eternally, but situations, relationships, marriages, self-esteem, jobs, all these things, man, it has effects. And sometimes we, we just live in this world where we act like we don't because God in his mercy, we're not always faced with the consequences of it directly, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Does that make sense? 
And I, I guess I've kind of seen it in, in life lately. And I think that's part of what brought me down was going, oh my gosh, like it's just so, like, and, and, and the conviction in myself of like some of the stuff I've added to you, my sin is added to these situations that, that no matter for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to deal with yep. both in the past and now. And that's hard, man. It messes with me too. Yeah. And I was even thinking about a girl that I used to date. You know, you guys know this was a very serious relationship long ago. Mm-hmm. And this is for those out there that's like, oh, I feel bad even thinking about it. Like every now and then I get convicted for the the hurt that I caused those people. Because sometimes when those people aren't in our lives anymore, we kind of think, oh, everything's great. But like we we can have lifelong effects on people. We can. Through our mistakes and the way we treat them. It's so true, man. Even the ones that are maybe not intentional, but because we are selfish. Or That's because right. Because we are, but man, there are times when we know, when you look back, you know, I did not do that the way I should have done yes. it. And then you feel so bad. Yes, because you, you've created, time. yes, you're like, yeah. it's, it's like you've created a scar on them. <sighs> That's a good way to put you it. You created a scar on their life. And yeah. That's hard to that's hard to face, man. Very hard to face. So yeah, I, that's you brought that up. Made me think. That's another thing I've kind of been wrestling with lately. It's just weird. It reminds me. That's actually one of the things that I didn't say earlier that you reminded me of was it's kind of a similar thought that I was talking about yesterday or whatever day it was when I said I think I'm so caught up in in the effect I have on anybody because every single thing you do in life has an effect of some kind. And I think that I get stuck in that all the time. But you know, it's funny, man. Like the people that have hurt me in my life and sinned against me. Yes, it has life and consequences, but God has used that to deepen my faith, you know? And so letting go of that and saying, I still believe God can make good of that for that person. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that, that's where you land. Where I have to land. Otherwise, you'll end up wanting to just fall in a hole because you feel so guilty. Exactly. That's okay. good, man. <clears throat> Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, that's, I appreciate really you. good. I think people can relate to that. Asking. Beyond that, you know, sometimes I look at popular culture, man, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I haven't even told you, you know, we, we watched a video last week. We're shifting gears here. But hey, this is who we are. <laughs> yeah. <So> last week, <laughs> I don't know if I should go here. Real talk. Yeah. So Sunday, you brought up to me, and I actually had forgotten, that I had apparently made a reference to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I know <clears throat> front turn doesn't like me doing this, but I think it's okay. Listen, yeah, man, because you missed this video, so it must be something you learned. Front turn that we watched the other day. So <clears throat> I've always said jokingly that our church, right, that sponsors this podcast, would grow so much faster, and I can make it. Like from a human perspective, you'd easily get bigger by just telling everybody they're awesome all the time and then doing crazy things, right? Yeah. So I referenced the idea that sometimes I was like, you know, some of you aren't paying attention, something like that. Do you remember yes. exactly what I said? You, well, you the gist of it. Yes, you essentially said like, I need to wake some of you guys up, you know, falling asleep out there, and then you went into. Go ahead. What did I say? Uh, you know, maybe if I was I up here on stage shooting you with a with a water gun, and telling you you're great every week, um, <laughs> then maybe you'd listen or right? something. Like, yeah. Like, so you came up to me. <laughs> And I'll just be honest, because sometimes, guys, when I'm up when I'm up there talking, you know, I have notes, but clearly I don't stay on them all the time. Like that wasn't in my notes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you said, uh, you said, "Hey, man, I love that Stephen Furtick reference." And I go, uh, in my mind, legitimately, like, what, what are you talking about? I think I didn't say that. <laughs> he did. What are you talking about? Well, he's right. So I had apparently made a reference because there's this viral clip that goes around, or this clip of Stephen Furtick, right, at, mm. at Elevation Church, and he did a message. And he used a squirt gun. It was like squirting people, mm-hmm. whatever. 
which I forgot. I kind of, if I'm honest, I completely forgotten about where that came from. Kind yeah. Because, <clears throat> but weirdly enough, and I and I have you and I have talked about this on the show. I was always hesitant to say something directly about Stephen Furtick's ministry. First of all, what's the point? You know, I don't want to tear anyone down. And, and some of the things I've seen him share are good encouragement. Yeah. <clears throat> and that doesn't take away from the fact that there's good encouragement in his stuff. And even what Absolutely we're about is. to say isn't taking away from that, right? But sometimes it is tough because, you know, that's what people are comparing church to all the time is like, I want this. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you being a, an entertainer while at the same time making me feel awesome when I walk out. Right. right. When, listen, encouragement is part of being preached to at times. Yes, right? absolutely. You, you need encouragement. But also, let's be real. It's also, there should be an understanding all the time of our need to repent and yes. change of our sin and turn to God and follow him, right? I mean, that's, that's just reality. Yeah, that is part of it. Yeah, exactly. Now, you <clears throat> did this the other day. We actually, this is, please, I told you guys, listen, this is real talk. If you're listening the first time, we've had a lot of caffeine. <laughs> We're taking you down the rabbit hole. Clint might be interested in this because he was not here for this part. Oh, yep. That's true. So you and I watching something very late one time. Mm-hmm. After a long day, I stopped by our family room. We're chilling out, watching some, I don't know what we're going to watch. We've we've watched uh, some cool videos we've referenced lately. Yeah. And because of that, the YouTube, as we all know its algorithm, suggested some videos to us. Yes. And one of the videos I suggested is this guy's page where he essentially, the first one was not, I don't think, about Stephen Furtick. I, don't I think, think the it was first either. one was about. So essentially what this guy does is he sort of just points out stuff. It's not fancy. No. His camera work's not fancy, but no. he had a lot of views. He's kind of like us. Yeah, except way more popular because... <laughs> We, uh, you know, he had way more views than we have. On yeah, YouTube. yeah. But it's stuff like, hey, you know, he's kind of calling out the ridiculousness sometimes of like what's popular in Christianity and how these people are not people that we should be looking up to. Mm-hmm. Well, you clicked on it. I wouldn't have done it. I was kind of my own world. And, and you you sucked me into this thing mm-hmm. on Stephen Furtick. Yes. And he and the, the high headline of this, this video was something to the effect. Do you remember? Uh, that, it it said I, this, the title of the video was, this video should end Stephen Furry's career. <laughs> Which is why we watched it. Right? So, again, nothing again. Again, I, and I still to this moment, I can't, I have personally not listened to a, a sermon by him. So I was I, instantly intrigued. Yeah, and he clicked it. And I want to be clear on this. I don't want to tear people down. I've been torn down when no one's listened to anything I say, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I've been accused of this. However, if you listen to a message from the, this church that sponsors us, you're not going to, I mean, if anything, you're going to be like, this guy is too harsh. <laughs> but we click it, and it was pretty fascinating. And you yes. have the details on this. So do you remember what, this guy did a study. I'll let AJ kind of tell us. So this guy, he is, what he did was, is he took 10 hours of audio from Stephen Furtick's sermons, which is two months worth. He said he went through two months. So two and a half, pretty much two and a half, and half, yeah, two and and a half worth of, Months worth of sermons. Yes, and he Full had sermons. he had a program in which he also he printed a PDF out. He printed a PDF, PDF file. not a PDF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he had a PDF file and everything where he essentially took this algorithm that he created and he put all these these ten hours of audio into it and it pulled certain words out that he wanted to. So that included like sin, Jesus, God, uh, love, all that stuff, and. He, but he also provided the context, and each time he said certain words. So he did, like, calculations, and he said out of the 10 sermons, and there was, like, over 80,000 words, uh, Stephen Furtick in those 10 sermons 
never mentioned repentance uh, from sin once. There was no telling of that. <laughs> okay, so here, and I remember some too. So not just that, no mention of the word sin. Yep. Uh, except in relation, like as far as the biblical definition, none. Yeah. Uh, or like he had said it, you know, you had crazy statistics. Oh, yeah. No call to repentance. No, no call to repentance. Um, mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. And he essentially used this to point out that like this is a false teacher. Yes. And he also, one of the funny things he said was that Stephen Furtick, and he actually showed a clip of it in the video was, Stephen Furtick said that this is a, he focuses on evangelism <laughs> and essentially said that, if you come and get saved at Elevation Church, the next week you shouldn't be here. Or this church isn't for you. Like it's, it's not, not about you anymore because it's about outreach. Well, if your church is supposedly about evangelism, but you're never preaching the gospel, how can you're you be that? Like, yeah. That makes no sense. So mm-hmm. um, that was right. interesting. And I and I honestly, man, I didn't mean to reference that, but mm-hmm. that was pretty eye-opening because Me if too. you remember, I did say a long time ago, I had concerns. We kind of if you go to watch episodes of Real Talk, wait, probably within the last two years, I guarantee you. Because I remember this. You're going to see kind of a, We've referenced him periodically. Yeah. He's probably one of the most po- popular, well-known pastors in America right now. Yes. Bottom line. Um, now, hear me. If he's impacted your life or encouraged you, this doesn't take anything away from that. Right. Okay? God can use that. But I will tell you this. For the first time, because I'm very hesitant. Everyone knows this. I don't. Everyone here can. I don't call out pastors. I think pastors get a tough enough time. And just because a pastor says something one time or even two times, they're human. Yeah. It doesn't take away the entire ministry that they do, right? I'm that, sure I've said things yeah. not correctly many times. I'm pretty sure that guy even brought that up in the video, yeah. too. Like, like this that, that that's going to happen, yeah. But, I was, but I've also said, I was like, hey, I'm not going to tear this guy down, Stephen Furry, because some people have asked us questions about him. What do you right. think about Elevation Church? And um, and I'm certainly not going to say anything about the church. You know, when, you're, when you tear down an entire church, you know you're not just tearing down the pastor, right? You're yeah. tearing down every believer that goes there and implying Absolutely. that every single believer that goes there is not a believer. And that's stupid. So stop doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that, unless it's a culture thing, which we've seen sometimes. Sure. In culture. Um, I think it's pretty telling and scary. It is scary. That there's never been a mention of sin. And I brought this up early on. Remember, I was like, I've never seen a clip where the guy just says, you need to change something about your life. Mm-hmm. It's always like, hey, things are happening to you, but it's not your fault. Yep. Right? And, that, and, and that's a great message to hear. Hey, you know what? You're a jerk sometimes, AJ, but it's not your fault. The world's just coming at you, and God thinks you're awesome. Yeah. Now, listen, God does think you're awesome, right, in him. But he doesn't think our actions are. No. Sometimes. So so that was pretty eye-opening and kind of a funny little story that kind of connected with that that I hadn't even didn't even know I said. But it's true, right? Even within our own church, it's people respond to things that make them feel good about themselves. And I get that, to it. Mm-hmm. We all want to be encouraged. But um, there's a temptation, and we've talked about this a lot. You know, at what point every pastor probably has to face the temptation, every leader, where he says, do I want to grow in numbers or do I want to grow in holiness? Because I think that you have, there, there's a, I'm being honest, I think no matter who you are, there's going to come a time where there will be, where, where there will be like that a, crossroad, a fork in the road. Yep. And you have to pick one. And one of them is going to lead to more people, but perhaps less uh, holiness and less spiritual growth. And mm-hmm. the other is going to lead to a lot of people. And I think even then, man, you know, um, you know there's like, for instance, I know we, I want to I want us to grow. I want to reach tons of people. Absolutely. And I don't think grow. that's wrong. But you can't compromise the message 
to grow. Yep. And that's the danger. And so do I think that that churches sometimes use that on the other side, use that as an excuse not to do outreach? Yes. But, you know, and we even say here, hey, we don't care if how fancy we make the, the frosting as long as it gets them to try the cake and the cake being the gospel. That's right. So, right. Yeah. We're going to play. We're going to try to play really good music as we worship. And we're going to try to make an atmosphere where people enjoy and can feel free and all those things. But it's all to get them to hear the truth of the gospel, which that's is right. hard to hear. Right. It is hard. Yes. So don't get us wrong. I think that's awesome. But you can't compromise the message in that. Yes. And uh, I can tell you, I've had that temptation. I don't even know if I've told you this. There have been times I've literally sat there and said, I should do a really encouraging message this week because mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, draw people in. Um, I, I mean, you, everyone's going to feel that way. And there is a degree sometimes when you preach where you're like, okay, the, the mood of the congregation, the spirit of the congregation right now is kind of beat down. They need to be uplifted. And then there's sure. other times it's like it's time to challenge. That's right. So. But to never challenge. Is a problem. Yes. And I think two and a half months worth without a single presentation of the gospel is is is, is a moment to be concerned. It's worrisome. Yeah. Um, so it was just weird. Yeah. Weekend we can we link had. that video, too, if you guys want to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's just, very interesting. It's just a weird weekend. And again, please hear us. We're not... Don't get mad at us. That's the facts. And I'm not yeah. actually questioning this hard. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I will never say someone's not saved. Um you know, maybe it's something as simple as like he need, you know, he needs someone to push in and say, hey, man, it's time to start going a little harder. That's right. Um, but it is concerning. Absolutely. It's um, concerning. And. Yeah, I don't know. This this walk is tough. The way is narrow. True. Truly. And Stephen Furtnick, if you want to come on down onto the show and hey, have we a love you, brother. and yeah. really have a crazy conversation. If you see this, come on down. We're open. I've said this many times, and you, you're a social media guy, Flinter. Yeah. The truth is, if any of those big-time people ever came to a show like ours, it would actually get them incredible publicity because they're going <laughs> to yeah. know this. They're going to go, Why are famous they- person on nothing. It benefits them, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, remember um, the time Justin uh, Bieber came to Indiana? Was yes. Like, He's in Kokomo. Kokomo. Yeah, some weird. No, it was even a little town than that, I was think. It, was it smaller in Kokomo? Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. Somebody put a video. Justin Bieber's in this. Like, I think he was in a bar. He was in a little bar. Um, just like playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he also brought a pretty convicting thing up. We watched another video about Justin Bieber of like, listen, quit putting him up as a. Because there's some truth to this. We talked yep. about that. I felt a little convicted. To be Me honest. too. I did. I was like, dang. Because we told people to listen to, you know, the journey. But he's one thing to remember about where Justin Bieber's at. We did say this. He is not, you know, regardless, he is not fully sanctified yet. He is not no. a leader in the faith. He's a, if, if anything, he's saved, but he's still doing some silly things. Right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, cursing and saying some things that are real negative and talking about topics that aren't his music and um, that, I mean, in his music that isn't edifying. Right. Um, but our thing was just more of, uh, that doesn't mean he's not a believer. But I think this guy's point was good, too, of, hey, let's not make him like the perfect example of Christianity either because yes. he's not. And he, it was kind of cool because the guy in the video was a little softer with Justin Bieber because he said what this guy needs is he needs a brother to come up to him and challenge him and say, he didn't really question whether he's a believer. He just said what he's doing and preaching kind of and living out doesn't is not mm-hmm. a great example. Yes. So I don't know, man. It was, it was convicting. It was. In, in what I'm affirming, you know, what I'm saying is like, hey, this is good. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Very convicting. I was like, dang it, man. (laughs) 
Hey, yeah. Man. Cool dude, actually. On that, yeah. that dude, he yeah. runs that channel, man. It's very bold what he does. And I think that, you know, I've watched a couple more videos here and there, and I think he's 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 very bold. I mean, he says some pretty some pretty intense things. And, you know, I think that, you know, if you guys have the time, check it out. You know, I, mm -hmm. like I said, I can link that video. And, you know, he's got so he dives into a whole bunch of stuff. So if you guys are ever interested, it'll be there. Cool. Well, I guess we'll answer a few questions. We got some really good uh, questions this week that you guys can ask, too. Um, some episodes of the show will be focused around the questions. Some will be focused around, uh, what is it called? A topic. To you know, what's going on in the world. And yeah. sometimes will be the day. It's a weird hodgepodge of either nothingness or something. It's a nice little melting pot for you all. <laughs> all right. So I'll start out here. Okay. AJ, here's the question we got. Alrighty. Via our anonymous link. Fun turn. You ready? How do I love people better? Mm. How so do good, I love man. people better? This is a question I think we should all ask ourselves continuously through a walk. Um, I think that you can love people better by actually seeing them. And what I mean by that is, you know, take a moment to slow yourself down to actually ask them how they're doing, but really mean it. You know, whether that's you're out in the public just, you know, doing life, you know, say hi to people, encourage people, um, you know, tell them that Jesus loves them. You know, if they're a believer, encourage them in their faith. If they're not a believer, Make them feel loved and seen. Mm -hmm. It's good. You know, if you're a believer, um, you should pray to, to love people better. You yes. Know, I used to pray all the time. I'm kind of convicted now saying it because I don't do it as often. As God, give me eyes to see those that, it's to see people the way you see them. Um, because when you do that, it's easier to love. And Yes. So I like what you said. Um, really see them. I think that's great. And I, th I guess along with that is, Approach every situation focused on how you can love them, not how they can love you. Oh, yes. That sense? Outward. And that's hard to do, man, because that doesn't mean your desires are and your needs are important. But, you know, the cool thing about what God tells us to do is if God's people live the way he lived, right? If I was focused on loving you two and you two were focused on loving me, we all we're all getting loved. That's right. So, yeah. A simple equation that we overcomplicate. Bingo. You're up, buddy. All right. So in Genesis 7, 4, it says that it was going to rain for 40 days and nights. Do you think that was foreshadowing or having any correlation to when Israel was going to have to walk into the desert for 40 years? Um, I'm not sure that's foreshadowing, but the number 40 does appear in the Bible a ton. Okay, so some other interesting. Yes. So you have Noah and uh, rain for 40 days, 40 nights. You have the Israelites in the desert. You have Moses when he killed the guy before he was called back. He was exiled for 40, 40 days 40 or 40 days years. Before he went back to his 40, people, right? days or years. Might have been 40 years for him, actually. Was it really? Yeah. Holy cow. Um, anyway, the term 40 is around a lot. Jesus was tempted in the desert for 40 days. So the feeling, what it seems to be, without trying to read into it too much, is it seems that the number 40 definitely, um, it's used to kind of, in situations where people are going through really tough trials, meaning, you know, Anytime it's used, it's been during really difficult situations. Very interesting. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that number is bad or magical because sometimes we'll get into like, you know, people <laughs> said the number three is the complete number, so they want to use it all the time, those yeah. kinds of things. Um, so it's it's certainly in there as like a motif or a theme. Um, so is there a correlation? Just in the sense that it seems throughout the Bible, it was it's another example of like this was a really hard time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, that's really the best answer I give you. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't focus too much on the number itself, but by yeah. on the situations in which the number appears. 
That's good. That I like that. Sense. I, I, it yeah. makes sense to me. I don't have anything to add to that because I don't. I couldn't find a, any sort of correlation myself either if I was just thinking about that. I think you're right. Okay. This one's a, a really honest one, and I think from probably from a parent maybe. Um, it says, do you think you should tell kids slash youth about porn and its effect? Is it wrong to put apps locking teens out of certain sites on their phone? I think it's good to monitor them. Yes, that second part I think is fine, you know, because clearly there's going to be a time when kids start to get to an age or that, you know, the the, the testosterone – and all that starts kind of building up and they start feeling these things. Um, as far, you know, as far as um, telling them, it's tough, man. You know, we're trying to define an age to tell them. Um, because if you if you just wait for them to come to you about it, like you already know, like they, they've probably been, it's, it's been put in their head yeah. by then. So I, it's tough, man. Honestly, I don't know. I, you know, I mean... <laughs> I wonder if this is one of those ones where we overcomplicate sometimes. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I think here's one thing we all know. Yes or no. Our culture in this country and the world is saturated with sex. Absolutely it is. Okay. Even kids shows, man, the little innuendos that they oh, apply. It's, it's crazy. So I don't know either. I think you need to be prayerful in that as far as when to talk about sexual things in general. I certainly believe by the time a kid is a teenager – Listen, guys let, and girls, let's be honest. They're already going to hear about it at school. They're going to mm-hmm. hear about it places. So I think it's okay. You know, it comes back to how early we should talk to them about, hey, you know, feelings and when's an appropriate time. And, and you having these feelings isn't wrong, but God gave it to you for a specific purpose. And we need to honor God in the way we use our sexuality and all those things. So, you know, youth groups 100% should be going over this more than they do. They should talk about sex and pornography and lust because mm-hmm. it's everywhere and remember what we started even real talk in the absence of information in the absence of, of answers to questions the world will fill it that's right, right. so we want to be sure that we're answering those questions before the world does yes <clears throat> and um letting them know that is it wrong to put apps on <clears throat> phones that block certain sites absolutely not no that's you know great. if we know in our men's group and line and stuff grown men are using these apps why would we not do that they are children our job is to guide them, mm-hmm. to protect them, to um, help guide them in the ways of the Lord. And like that is, to me, 100% uh, something that you should feel comfortable doing. Yes. Um, and that is your job. And don't let the world tell you that you're being controlling by trying to control the access to things your kids see. Because the truth is, even with all your protection, you're not going to be able to stop them from seeing everything. So nope. why wouldn't you want to at least put kind of a dam up to stop all of it coming through. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a perfect example of love. Just make sure you let them know why you're doing that and that you're doing it because you love them, you know, and like, hey, all that kind of stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Reaffirming why you're doing it. I like that. All right. I think that's all I got. You got another one? Yep, I got one more. Is there any significance to the reason Noah sent a dove out instead of any other kind of bird? Cool. You ready for this? Uh, I'm I'm excited because I had no idea. Actually, when Noah sent... So here's what happened. The, the, the great flood comes. Noah and the boat kind of get stuck on this mountain at one point while it's floating around. And so the water's probably lowering a little, but they don't know where the, if it's actually, the water level's actually lowering across the world or not. So, because you don't want to unload all these animals and people and then they just die. <laughs> right. <laughs> so actually, a dove was not the first bird he sent out. He sent out a raven first. And the raven never came back at all. Well, 
After that, it doesn't really tell us why he sent a raven first, so I don't have the answer other than this. A raven is a carrion feeder, meaning it feeds on dead animals. Well, what's going to be filled in the water out there? Carcasses. Yes. So the fact that that bird didn't come back, maybe Noah was like, no, you know what, That's, that doesn't really prove anything. Stay with me. A dove, though, a weird interesting fact about a dove is a dove will return back to the place it was if it doesn't have any other place to roost. Like it has no land. It'll always come back. So when he sent that dove out and it kept coming back the first couple of times, that was saying there's no place, there's no land. Yep. But when he sent it out the other time and it never came back, he knew He knew that, hey, the water level's going down. That's so crazy so, and smart. Biology. <laughs> That's so, good, man. So there, that would be the best answer nice. for you That's good. that I, I have. I, did, had, I would have never been able to put piece that together. Flunturn's just looking so disappointed in us today. Are you disappointed <laughs> in us, Flunturn? He looks like a father that's just, just kind of going, not really. I just think you're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so Good stuff, man. Good yeah, answers. I thought it was good. Yeah, you too, man. I think Thank this you. is a good show. Me too. You got I had me fun thinking today. a lot. Fun turn comes in too, giving his thoughts, shaking, yeah. you know, directing us. That's telling right. us not to talk about Stephen Furtick. But we, we did anyway. <laughs> and he kind of hopped on and invited him. Yeah. So. yeah come I think see that's us. about it, man. What do you got? Anything else? Um, Just make sure you guys... Take it serious to share, like, comment on this, especially if you support us, you know, because that that's one of the biggest ways to support us is to do those things. So please make sure you guys like, share, comment, tell people why you liked it. Um, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform that allows you to give a review. <coughs> Spotify, get on that. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, if you guys are watching from YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching from Rumble, give us a Rumble. Um, Facebook. You guys already know the deal. Share, like, comment. Um, other than that, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for just sending in questions um, and just allowing us to continue the show and just answer the questions that, that you guys are willing to trust us to answer. So appreciate you guys. Yeah, hey, thanks so much. We, we appreciate you again. I want to echo what he said. Thanks, uh, man. We are just so blessed. This blesses us and your guys' questions and giving us this platform is helping us grow too. And, um, you know, looking at some of the reviews we got, and our people are giving reviews. It's we saw cool. some really cool stuff and about people being led to God, you know, led to Jesus through the show, which comes, by the way, also through you guys. That's because right. Because if nobody watches this, then that person doesn't see it and mm-hmm. our watch or listen. So thank you again. If you want to donate to our ministry, to this show, it's a nonprofit organization. You can do that anytime at www.theremnant.life slash give. There'll be a drop-down box. Go down to Real Talk, and, um, yeah, it'll go in there. It's tax deductible. You'll get be able to claim that on your taxes. Um, that we'd appreciate that. Um, and I've been told by people that every time I do that, we lose viewers. Well, come on, man. Like we don't have merch to sell to you. So, you mm-hmm. know, um, as the other podcasters do. Yeah. But we, we are just so thankful for what you guys do. And he said, Truly. you really want to support us. You're like, I love this show. I want to help You can donate. Or if you don't want to donate or you can't donate, just share, like, comment, review, all those things. Other than that, we'll see you next week. We appreciate you. And truly, God bless.